Well, this federal election is almost over. The party leaders are making their final stops across the country. And tomorrow morning, Canadians who haven't yet cast their ballot, who are going to vote, will head to the polls. And we will finally, finally find out who will form the next government within the next few days. Welcome back to In Focus with David Coletto. I'm David Coletto. Now, earlier today, my company, Abacus Data, released our latest and final poll of this pre-election period. Our survey of over 2,400 eligible voters completed from Friday until about 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday has the Conservatives and Liberals statistically tied with the New Democrats in third. We have the Conservatives at 32, the Liberals at 31, the New Democrats at 19, the Bloc at 7, the People's Party at 6, and the Greens at 4. Compared to last week, the final full survey we did, not including our tracking, we've got the Conservatives holding steady, the Liberals down 1, the NDP down 2, the People's Party up 2, and the Bloc up 1. Now, obviously, as we've been talking about throughout this election, the regional numbers are far more important than the national ones. In BC, we have the Conservatives and New Democrats tied 35-32 with the Liberals in third at 23. In Alberta, 51 for the Conservatives, 22 for the NDP, 14 for the Liberals, and 6 for the People's Party. In Manitoba and Saskatchewan, 40% for the Conservatives, 27 for the NDP, 21 for the Liberals, 8 for the People's Party. In Ontario, we've got the Liberals with an 8-point lead, 40% to 32 for the Conservatives, 18 for the NDP, and 6 for the People's Party. In Quebec, the Liberals are at 31, the Bloc at 30, the Conservatives at 18, and the NDP at 10, the People's Party at 6. And then finally, in Atlantic Canada, 41% for the Liberals, 24 for the Conservatives, and 21 for for the New Democrats, the Greens at 7, and the People's Party at 5. And so a close race. Not a lot of change over the course of this campaign. In fact, when you look at the trend line that we've had right throughout this campaign, except for an early bump in the Conservative vote from August 30th until today, the Liberals and the Conservatives have gone back and forth between the low 30s and Democrats have been a narrow band between 22 and 19%. Really, the only party that we've seen growth significantly has been the People's Party, who started around 3 and are ending at around 6 in our poll. So what's, ex- what's to explain? How do we explain this? Well, a few things I think are important. First, you know, interest and attention to this campaign has been much lower than we've seen in the past. As I said on my podcast last week, 13% of Eligible voters say they are following this campaign very closely, another 34 pretty closely. That's much lower than in previous elections. In fact, over the course of this campaign, interest in it has waned. When it started, on a scale from 0 to 10, the average interest in this campaign, with 10 being very interested, was 7.4. Today it was 6.9. The more people saw, the more people more this campaign went on, the less people were interested in it. Now, a few things are, are worth noting. Top issues remain the cost of living, 
improving healthcare system, dealing with climate change, making housing more affordable, growing the economy. But interestingly, getting more people vaccinated and getting back to normal quickly was one of the top two issues for one out of five Canadians. But it's up three points since last week. Perhaps an indication that what's going on in Alberta and Saskatchewan is getting the attention of people. How do people feel about the leaders? Well, not a whole lot of change over the last few weeks. 39% of a positive view of Mr. Trudeau, 44 negative. 46% of a positive view of Mr. Singh, 25 negative. That's a plus 21 impressive numbers for Mr. Singh. Mr. O'Toole saw a pretty rapid rise in his positives in the first few weeks, but it plateaued and hasn't gone above 31% since the end of August. 31 have a positive view of Mr. O'Toole, 43 negative. Mr. Bernier, 12 positive, 51 negative. He's got the highest net negatives. And for Ms. Paul, the Green Party leader, 17 positive, 33 negative. In Quebec, Mr. Blanchet is seen generally positive, 40 positive, 29 negative. When we ask people who they'd prefer to be prime minister after this election, 35% choose Mr. Trudeau, Mr. O'Toole's at 32 and Mr. Singh at 22. It's pretty close. When we ask people what outcome they most prefer, 60% would prefer a liberal government, 40% a conservative one, but more would prefer a liberal minority than a liberal majority, including 58% of NDP voters who want a liberal minority, 45% of bloc supporters want a liberal minority, 43 of them also want a conservative minority, and among People's Party of Canada voters, 78 want a conservative government with 41 wanting a conservative majority. Finally, when we ask people who do they think is going to win this campaign, I think one of those most important questions that we've been tracking throughout this campaign, 43% today say they think the Liberals are going to win. That's up six points in a week. 23% think the Conservatives are going to win. That's down three. And we're closer to where we were at the start of this campaign than in the midway through in terms of perceptions of who's going to win. Lastly, we asked people, did you vote already? 38% in our sample said they had voted. 27% at an advanced poll. 9% by mail. 2% in another way, going to a returning office. Among those who have voted in an advanced poll... The Conservatives in our poll lead by 7, 35 to 28, with the NDP in third at 19. Among those who voted by mail, small sample size, it's 33 Liberal, 32 Conservative, 18 NDP. So, we made it to the end. Short campaign, but man, did it feel long. And our final poll indicates that the election outcome is far from certain, as the Conservatives and Liberals seem locked in more or less a tie nationally. Now, the Liberal lead in Ontario, along with a competitive race in Quebec, may ultimately help the Liberals win more seats. But our extensive review of the data leaves me unable to make a confident projection, except that every vote will count, and we are headed towards another minority parliament. This has been an election campaign that Canadians have largely tuned out. Over the five weeks of the campaign, we find that interest has waned. For the Liberals, general approval over its handling of the pandemic has been largely overshadowed by the negative reaction most felt when the election was called. 
They have been unable to this point to entice many NDP supporters into their camp, in part because only a small minority believe the Conservatives are likely to win the election. You can't fear an outcome you don't think is likely to happen. For the Conservatives, despite effectively litigating the unnecessary election theme throughout the campaign, the desire for change remains lower than in 2019, and they haven't been able to galvanize enough voters who want to see the Liberals replaced. While their pool of accessible voters has grown over the campaign, Mr. O'Toole's personal image plateaued after a quick rise in the early weeks of the campaign. More still prefer to see a Liberal government to a Conservative one when all the ballots are counted. Ultimately, for swing voters, the choice in this election is likely between punishing the Liberals for the election call or sticking with the incumbents in the face of rising COVID-19 cases and growing anxiety about the pandemic. Now, turnout more than ever will be critical to the final outcome. With longer than expected wait times to vote, the final outcome may hinge on a few hundred votes in a dozen or so seats scattered across the country. If the final result comes close to our estimate, this could be the lowest share of the popular vote the two largest parties would have earned since the 1997 federal election, and a level of fragmentation in the popular vote that we haven't seen in quite a long time. Now, for all the details of this survey, head over to abacusdata.ca. Tune in tomorrow, Monday night on CPAC. I will be live with Peter Van Dusen in a great crew of of other guests as we dissect the results, analyze what it means, and hopefully, hopefully have a sense of what's going to happen by the end of the night. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back at the end of the week to dissect the results, share some insights from what I've seen, and keep you informed and get you useful data to help you make better decisions. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great, great Sunday and Monday. And here's to a smooth election day. Take care.